0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alessant Innovator Series, the podcast designed to inspire, educate, and deliver key takeaways from some of the brightest minds in lifestyle marketing, real estate development, and prop tech. In this episode of the Alessant Innovator Series, host April Lamont visits with Greg Wagner, Assistant General Manager at Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana. Greg discusses how the world-class team at Moonlight Basin is using innovative technology to enhance the member and resident experience, how Moonlight Basin is leveraging the newly implemented Alessant Azul access control platform to enable residents to access amenities and spaces with the smartphone, and how living in Montana keeps him inspired. The Alessant Innovator Series is presented by Alessant and the Alessant ResX Community Branded App Platform, the scalable residential experience platform that brings everything about your community together in one place. To learn more, visit Alessant.com. Welcome.
1: I'm here today with Greg Wagner from the Moonlight Basin Club here in Big Sky, Montana, a community near and dear to our heart because it's physically near and dear to our offices here in Bozeman, Montana. What I'd like to do, Greg, is just ask you to start by saying a few words about yourself, um, your background, your your community, and really what makes it unique.
2: Yeah, well, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me, April. Um this is my first podcast uh, personally, so I really appreciate you thinking of me and I have to big, give a big shout out to you and Alessant, um, you know, the name of this podcast with the Innovator Series. I feel like we helped you and you helped us as we took on, uh, this is our club app here at Moonlight Basin and we kind of innovated together. So thank you for thinking of me for this and uh, I hope this is a fitting uh, chat on, on what you guys are doing with the podcast now. Um, so yes, I, I got here to Moonlight Basin in 2014. I'm um, the assistant general manager here, and my background is in, in golf and marketing. Um, so kind of a unique, I'm actually a PGA golf professional um, a, as a teacher and a business person, not as a player, um, but that's kind of been my background and got here to Moonlight Basin in 2014 as the head golf pro and never thought I would be doing things like developing a club app and bringing that to a membership. Um, But we have a very unique community here. It's year-round, while most of our residents are seasonal. Uh, We offer skiing, golf, hiking, fishing, uh, sporting clays. The activities are endless. Um, I think most people discover Big Sky for the skiing and realize how great the summers are as well. Uh, we are a 25,000 acre property, 17,000 acres of that are in a conservation easement. Uh, so when you think of big sky, Montana and open spaces and the wildlife, you know, the original developers here did a great job of preserving, uh, of that. When I got here in 2014, we had only 96 families and we have 566 families today. So tremendous, tremendous growth in that short amount of time. Um, we're a very casual club, first name basis with our membership, uh, and I, so I think that's kind of the unique thing when you think of high-end luxury real estate uh, with a blend of casual elegance, as we like to put it. Um, we're an extension of the home is our goal.
1: That's awesome, and so you are serving uh, a members or residents from all over the country, right? So this might be a second or a third home, typically.
2: Absolutely. I think we have 46 states and six countries. (laughs) Um, You know, we have members from Germany and Australia and and all across the globe that that come here to Big Sky and and Moonlight Basin. Um, And then members from all over the country as well that have found this unique place to call it home. And it's definitely we have about 35 full time families here in Moonlight, their kids are going to school here in Big Sky, and they're working from here all the time. Uh, we had more people doing doing that during the COVID uh, bubble there, um, and we've seen, you know, for the most part, people returning to their normal lives. Um, but most most are seasonal, and they're coming and going throughout the year um, as a kind of a destination residence for them.
1: That's terrific, and it must bring with it just an incredibly eclectic set of expectations from different cultures, different regions, different parts of the world. Does that present a real challenge for you and how you think about service delivery in your community?
2: It absolutely does. Um, What's been unique about Moonlight is the casual culture that we've been able to continue since kind of the early 2000s when people started discovering Moonlight Basin as its own ski area before it was a private community. Um, People really enjoyed that you could be a multimillionaire sitting at a bar next to a ski bum and have a casual conversation. And I think that's what drew a lot of people here in the first place. And so we've kind of held on to that with how our staff engages with the membership. And and I'll be honest with you, April, we've had a few families, I, I won't mention names, but, you know, they joined the club and it was you know, felt stuffy or didn't seem like they would fit. And they've kind of let their hair down. And it's been cool to watch some of these families come in with maybe a different set of expectations for what they were getting to be a part of and kind of bringing themselves to the just this natural, let me enjoy this and let it be what it is. Yeah. Instead of um, it trying to be the country club that they already belong to in LA that they go to play golf at after they're nine to five.
1: Right, right. So interesting. And you mentioned your staff. And so I think yes. it's that's a great um, pivot point here in the conversation about not just the expectations that this really um, macro audience brings when they come. And I love this dynamic that you rub off on them and they rub off on you <laughs> and it really creates this really great dynamic. I'm sure though that that presents some real challenges from uh, from a hiring and a retention standpoint. I mean, everyone in all the communities we work with, you know, are, as well as you know, every business person that I know is trying to figure out this dynamic in today's environment around hiring, retaining, and really creating a great experience for their customer. How do you think about that?
2: Well, as you know from being a local here in Bigs, or in Bozeman, um, we deal with a very seasonal staff. Um, especially up here on the mountain. And for us, consistency and service levels is, is something that our members expect. And I'm sure many of the communities that you and Alessant work with are year round um, and maybe don't deal with the same challenges that we do from a staffing perspective. Um, but a lot of our staff does turn over every six months and that presents a ton of challenges, especially with the service levels that we're trying to provide. Um, our greatest asset are our people that are here season after season and the members and homeowners develop relationships with those staff members. And that's what makes the experiences. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, we created an employee user role for our app. um, And this has put a lot of the tools in the hands of our staff uh, that is maybe cheated the system a little bit and made an employee who's new to the team be more seasoned quickly um, by having the, this information right in the palm of their hand. Um, it's been a huge tool for us because we do deal with this turnover. Um, we do have a lot of, of staff that do stay on season after season. Sure. But, you know, for the most part, our biggest challenge is that consistency um every year when the members come back from from the downtime when the club's closed.
1: Yeah. So is there an example that you can think of or a scenario that this user role is designed to help with? I, I assume someone might a member might bump into a member of the team and have a question or like what what's sort of some real world examples of how that actually
2: Yes. And I'm not going to sit here and say we nail this all the time because it's a work in progress and it, and it comes with training. But I don't know how many places there are where a member can be playing golf and run into someone on the grounds crew or be walking out of the gym and run into a housekeeper and be able to ask kind of the behind the scenes staff. Hey, do you happen to know if the Moonlight Tavern is open for dinner tonight? Most places, that person's so removed from the actual operation that they're going to say, oh, the concierge team can answer that for you. And hopefully they walk them over there and at least uh, are part of that experience. But our staff can literally allow me to check for you right now and open up the app and see what's open for dinner tonight and direct that member or guest uh, right away and get them an answer right away without, um, well, hopefully they, they direct the member. By the way, if you downloaded the member app, <laughs> uh, it has everything everything you need. But to me, that's pretty cool to have any staff member across the entire company, You know, we're a team of 300, uh, be able to know what's open and available to the membership at any moment. And I think that's a pretty unique part of the Allison app and how we've used that employee user role.
1: Yeah. That's a great example. And it is part of the flexibility of the platform is, you know, we can have as many different types of user roles curating the same content set. So why not? So I really applaud you for putting that in the hands of the people that are your frontline uh, points of contact with your with your members and residents. Um, you know, for that user role in there, um, I'm thinking about information that's really employee-specific, or um, might be training-specific. Have you deployed that as well?
2: We have, um, and what's great about that is something as simple as the, the employee shuttle schedule. They, they mm-hmm. go in there to see when the shuttle's picking up, and then next thing you know, they're seeing the pop-up for what's happening at the club today. And before they even get on that shuttle to come to work, they're already a little more knowledgeable than before they got to work, <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: uh, the employee handbook, our mission, vision, values, our moonlight mantra, um, all the different training tools, HR related items, who to contact about what uh, we've, we've uploaded all of that into the employee version of the app as well. So they really have, you know, hopefully all the tools that they need to be successful right in the palm of their hand.
1: Yeah, those are great examples, thanks for sharing. And we have seen other communities since you really modeled this um, application of the app, um, start to take that on as well, because communication I think is one of the key challenges we have with uh, employees, with staff, with residents, with prospective buyers. I mean, it all really does come back to getting the communication in a form and in a place that's so readily available and specific and personalized as possible. So, so that's uh, those are great examples. Thanks for sharing that.
2: Of course.
0: You're listening to the Alessant Innovator Series presented by Alessant. Alessant provides branded mobile apps to the leading master plan communities across the United States. The Alessant ResX community-branded app platform is the single destination for residents and home shoppers, bringing everything about your community together in one place. To learn more, visit alessant.com.
1: Another thing that I wanted to touch on is really how you, Moonlight Basin, has embraced our new Azul access control Uh, platform. You are, I think, the first client in the the whole system to be 100% live um, at this moment, and we have many in the queue that are in uh, installation processes. But for those that are just hearing about this access integration, can you talk a little bit about what it means for you, how you kind of thought about it, who your partners were in deploying?
2: Yes, of course. Well, first off, again, kudos to Alison for working with us and, and getting us to the point where this is fully operational it, it was a really seamless process with mike and the rest of the VR team to get this implemented and it integrated right into our existing access controls so historically every member you know estimate there's four to five people in each of those 566 families that i mentioned plus all their guests that are coming around with them and using the spaces And we were issuing physical cards to every single one of those people so they could access our facilities Um, while moonlight's a private community there are areas where the public can access and so years ago we we implemented the rfid system and the card system which by the way is a tremendous expense um, that we can talk about for hours (laughs) Uh, but this was a really seamless transition to a digital access card. Um, it eliminated thousands and thousands of plastic cards being distributed every year to our members and their guests. The savings from that alone <laughs> is is massive for us. Um, you know, we are a high end club that didn't feel comfortable passing on that six to ten dollar card charge, nickel and diming you know, our members. And so we were eating a lot of that expense. Realistically, for most members every six months when they'd return to the club and say, Oh, I forgot my card back home, or I don't know where I left it from last season. Um, So moving into a digital version, it's getting the members opening their app more often to see what's happening around the club and staying engaged on the app. And it is so simple. Um, I can tell you just the other day I was heading down, um, a private road that we have in the club and I didn't even have to roll down my window on a 30 degree day to reach my hand out and enter a code. I was in my car. I opened the app. I shook my phone, the gate went right up and off I went. Um, so we're using it for all our various access points around the club, uh, pool gates, uh, ski slope access into our restaurants, um, gym access it's allowing our staff to see who's in what spaces and when. Um, I don't know what other questions do you have for me on how we're kind of using it, it is a new feature for us so
1: yeah I, I think one of the one of the things that communities that we chat with about this they're all they're very intrigued with the technology and and um, but they also have a local uh, partner. In access control, and I think there's some concern that Alessant may be looking to push, maybe on part on the part of their local installer and access control company, might be some trepidation, like, oh, is Alessant trying to push us out of the relationship? Like, t- you have a great relationship with the local team at SAV, yes, a Montana-based company, and maybe you could talk a little bit about how you experienced working with us as well as the team at SAV.
2: Well, they were very open to it. Um, I'll be honest, the RFID system was not always seamless for us, and they were up here troubleshooting that old system uh, many times. So they were certainly open to looking at other solutions. Um, SAV was fantastic to work with. I know I was removed from the process, and Mike, for the most part, Worked, Mike from Alessant, from your team, yeah. worked directly with SAV and all of a sudden I was showing up to a demo and it was done. <laughs> uh, so there was no hesitation on their end. Um, you know, we had a Salto system and a Genetech system that the Allison app was able to work with both of those access readers um, through, through Mike and the product that he brought in. And it was a really seamless transition. And I think Chris and SAV and the team there would agree. um, There was no harm done, no loss of business, if that's what you were trying to get at. Uh, They're still going to work with us when we have challenges. And again, those old systems are still in place. This just tapped right into it and eliminated the cards, um, which they ordered from a third party anyway. So it it wasn't really a loss for anyone. Um, Everyone's still doing business at Moonlight Basin, I guess you could say. And and I don't think there was any ill will about changing how we we did our access here.
1: You know, that's great to hear from your perspective. A lot of times we don't get that feedback, right? We were working, like you said, Mike was working really closely with the local team uh, at SAB, And to hear from you, from your perspective as the client, you want a solution that works. And you want the people that you trust and that you work with to figure it out and get it done. And so um, we were really happy working with SAB and Chris and his team. And from our standpoint, it felt very uh, collaborative and we got the end product that, you know, you want for your members. So their experience is as seamless as possible. So I think it's a great success story in bringing together multiple partners to really up-level the experience for your resident members.
2: Absolutely. And you would hope most of these installers would hope they did it once and never have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's obviously never the case, but this has been a much more seamless way to go about it. So I would definitely encourage you know other communities that are maybe hesitant to go away from a partnership they've had before. It, it's still a partnership. Everyone has to be involved to make it a seamless transition uh, this one's just a huge expense savings to be honest without the cards. So yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't at least explore it.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a great summary. You know, one of the other unique elements that we're seeing um, in more and more communities is the the team, the leadership, the the lifestyle, the management team really looking for and supporting other sources of revenue and short-term rentals. So we have, we're we talking to some communities that are 100% built for short-term rentals. Um, we have others that might hold a portion of the inventory for short-term rentals or manage a homeowner's home in a short-term rental pool. And that's an important part of your business, isn't it?
2: It is. Um, obviously, with second, third, fourth homes, especially in the, call it 4 to $15 million range, Um even at the level of some of these individuals that are becoming, you know, part of this community, some kickback revenue is important to them. And that's where the short-term rental market comes into play. It's allowed people to have that second, third, fourth home, um, and make a little more sense of it than watching all that expense disappear. And we've really leaned into that at Moonlight. You know, one thing I forgot to mention earlier about the community, um, In the grand plan, there's about 1,500 residences, and 1,300 of those are ski in, ski out. So right out your back door, your front door, you're hitting the slopes. And I think that's a pretty unique part of Moonlight, and that's very appealing for the short-term rental business. You rent a home, you really don't have to leave. You can ski right in, ski right out, bring in a chef for dinners, um, or do your own thing. And some of those homes in the rental program here at Moonlight have access to the club amenities. If people have access, we want them to experience it. And that's probably our best prospect, is a rental guest that is able to afford you know, these nightly rates and experience the club. And so what we've done is, like the employee version of the app, we've created a guest, a lodging guest version, and we have that downloaded on iPads in the residence. And when they get their in-home check-in, they're introduced to that. And now they're saying, oh, wow, there is sport- there's sporting clays here. We should go do that. Um, oh, there's an archery course. Oh, they have snowshoes that we can go use. And now they're exploring those amenities because they had this lodging guest version of the app in their home. Um, so that's been a huge win for us as well. If we're going to bring people here into the community to experience it, we want them to have the best experience possible. And the lodging guest version of the Allison app for Moonlight uh, has been a huge success in helping us make sure those guests are getting the full experience.
1: Yeah, it's a great trial trial run of what it would <laughs> be to actually buy and 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 uh, be part of the community long term. So. Uh, are you finding that there's either additional revenue that you're capturing as a result of this, or is it kind of part of the whole rental package?
2: Well, absolutely. The, the guests do pay an amenity access fee um, just to get in the door, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, as, as part of the access to the club. But then there are incidental charges. And the worst thing for me is a staff member sitting there with nothing to do and no members coming to engage so if we have these uh, this other group on property that is more than welcome, we want them to not only come and spend money by doing the activities, but keep our staff sharp, keep our staff experiencing it. And, and honestly, the best moments for these lodging guests are the time periods that they spend with our staff because the staff is knowledgeable on everything else and they can really help sell the Moonlight Experience to potentially a future buyer of real estate.
1: Yeah, that's really smart. I think that um, we have even when I look at the broader master plan community market that, you know, most of our business serves, I know that the listeners are finding these nuggets in your experience that um, could really shape this great lifestyle experience, either for people that live there or people that are considering buying a home in those communities and looking for, like you said, those moments to give, every, give that person a, a, just a really terrific experience a feeling of what it could be like to live there. So I think that's a really, a really um, great nugget that any community can take um, and understand how to deploy that within their own uh, community.
2: Yes. I mean, with you think about uh, many communities have pools, whether they're private or public, and maybe there's a lifeguard there. And with what you guys have produced at Alessant with the digital ID card within the app, it has a picture uploaded. That lifeguard could literally see who scanned into the pool gate and address that resident that they've mainly, mainly maybe only ever seen once, that resident they've mainly only ever seen once uh, by name. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And as more of our communities, early stage communities are extending limited time access to the amenities to a serious home shopper, that's another really cool way to help people feel like, yeah, I could really belong here. I could really fit. And you know, yes, it's the places that have been created, but also the experience through the staff, as you note. So I think that's a great example. Definitely. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you. Let's go back to Greg (laughs) Wagner. And you have this really amazing background. Um, You've come to this industry in maybe a non-traditional path, as you've noted. What inspires you? You know, as you think about from 2014, pretty soon you'll have been there 10 years. I mean, what inspires you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, do you have certain mentors? Do you Do you like to read? Do you listen to podcasts? What do you use to keep yourself current, fresh, motivated, inspired um, to come to work every day?
2: Definitely. Well, one thing that helps is I live in a place that has everything I love to do. And so I think that's definitely step one. And and I kind of found Big Sky by accident um, was just doing a good job at a previous role in, in Santa Barbara, California, enjoying the beach and kind of one season year round to, um, you know, the mountains in the Northwest, which is kind of where I grew up. Uh, It just went to the extreme of every season. Um, So I think, you know, obviously living in a place like this helps you stay fresh, especially those long summer days. It's easy to get outdoors um, even after a long day of work. Um, But I stay inspired, you know, I don't want to say by the competition, but, but by my friends and other industry professionals that are out there, you know, I keep in touch with a lot of people that I've met throughout the years. And it's so much fun to bounce ideas and seeing what other people are doing. And I would say that probably started with my golf background of what tournament, how'd you reinvent that tournament for this year? And those kind of things. And it's become, you know, this private club world has grown and expanded so much. It's not just your grandfather and your grandmother's country club anymore. Mm-hmm. There really are more and more full service amenity communities like ours popping up around there. And we're all in it together. And so I think staying motivated and inspired by what the other groups are doing out there is huge. And I think that's a really cool part of this podcast that you're doing. It's it's going to put more out there into our hospitality uh, real estate club community world, uh, getting more knowledge out there to other people and hopefully i'll steal some secrets as well by listening into future episodes
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly come uh, you know you bring to mind the um the major event that you the golf event that you've hosted at um, moonlight i i know i was um really excited to watch it on television I'm going to let you tell the audience uh, what I'm talking about and maybe you could just share a few anecdotes from that experience.
2: Yes, the match. Um, match. When I started here in 2014, we were a nine hole golf course in a single wide trailer. (laughs) And uh, in 2015, we opened all 18 holes and Last summer, we hosted the match where Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau played a an exhibition match that was on TNT Network, nationally televised. And it was quite an experience. I would have never imagined in that short amount of time um, we would have been hosting something like that. And I think... We were kind of discovered. We've been the number two golf course in the state of Montana for a few years now, with Golf Digest with their rankings. But I don't think anyone really knew how special of a place this was until those three hundred and sixty degree views uh, with Bryson DeChambeau trying to hit five hundred yard drives were put on display <gasps> on television. That was it was a pretty surreal experience.
1: Yeah, for those of us who live here and have experienced the dramatic growth like many regions of the country, when I watched that, I was like, oh no, here come <laughs> People from all over the country seeing this amazing place. Um, yeah, you guys uh, have done a great job with that course and really magnifying the presence of big sky, moonlight in Montana in general. us on the map. So nice job.
2: Yes. I think it was the, um, first time a scale event of that scale was nationally televised or that many viewers tuned into a Montana televised event or something, but yeah, I think we were all worried about what it could do, um, (laughs) but it was great.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So, um, I think you're right. I think that there are going to be a number of people that hear this and say, um, I want to keep track of this Greg Wagner and the cool things that are going on at uh, Moonlight. How can uh, how can people in the industry keep current with what you're doing and what the club is doing?
2: Yeah, I definitely would recommend anyone, even if you're just interested in the beauty of Moonlight Basin, uh, definitely follow us on our Instagram page and our Facebook. Uh, our marketing team does a fantastic job of keeping up to date on our events and activities and new amenities, uh, mountain goat pictures, everything in between on the Instagram page. So Moonlight Basin, MoonlightBasin.com. Uh, me personally, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, definitely recommend giving me a follow there and, and I'll follow you back because uh, you may n- have the next great idea that I might like to know about. So uh, I think those are great spots to keep in touch with me and, and definitely recommend anyone interested in what Moonlight's doing to, definitely follow that Instagram page. A lot of cool stuff popping up on there.
1: Absolutely. Well, Greg, thank you so much for setting aside the time in your busy day to chat with us and share what you're doing and, and how generous you are in sharing specifically how Alessant and your Moonlight Basin app has helped you in ways that might not be what you'd expect at, you know, at first blush. So thanks for sharing that story.
2: No, thank you, April, for having me and thank you and the team for being open to all the crazy ideas that we throw at you (laughs) and helping us implement quite a few of those along the way. So it's been great to work with Alessant and thank you for thinking of me for a guest on the podcast.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alessant Innovator Series. Be sure to follow, rate, and review the Alisson Innovator Series on your podcast platform of choice and learn more at alissoninnovatorseries.com.